0: about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward.
1: You're a Knockout, a podcast for your inner badass. <laughs> What's up, Knockouts? Welcome to the You're a Knockout podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Wrist. I have a very special guest today. Um, you wear many hats, so I'm going to introduce you as the way that, like, Most people probably recognize you right now. Um, she's a Cincinnati Bengal. Ashley Martinez. What's up? Hola, amigos. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Dude, I've been looking forward to this for so long. This has been in the making since like before the Super Bowl. It's been Before a hot the Super
0: Bowl. It has been a hot minute. And Rachel has <laughs> been super flexible and understanding with my crazy schedule insane that I schedule. have. Insane schedule. Insane. And we're going to talk
1: about that because girl I have no idea how you do it just makes my head spin thinking about it but thanks so much for being here
0: I am so happy to finally be on the
1: podcast yes so tell my listeners that haven't met you yet like a little bit about you and all of these many hats that you wear like what what's going on Sure. So as Rachel said, I'm a Cincinnati Bengal.
0: Very proud to be back for a second season. Yes,
1: congratulations, season
0: two. Thank you so much. (laughs) Ended my rookie season cheering at the Super Bowl in front of Justin and Haley Bieber, Kendall Jenner, you name it. It was like I was in a movie. So really cool to be able to dance on one of the biggest stages of dance and cheer. Um, I also am a culinary dietitian for Kroger. Been working for the company since the age of 14. Uh, I also am a group fitness instructor for System of Strength off Red Bank Road. Absolutely love the gym, the vibe, the motivation. And I am also in culinary school at the Midwest Culinary Institute. I'm finishing up my final class for my degree super excited i'll be graduating in august and yeah i also have an amazing boyfriend named ej oh, shout out to your man <laughs> i have to shout him out he is my hype man he is my inspiration my happiness Aww. my partner in life so i love you ej <laughs>
1: Hi, EJ. I haven't, I've seen you. I haven't met you, but I awkwardly um, looked at you and hesitated <laughs> to say hi when you had a door open for me once. And I was going to be like, oh my God, I know you. I've seen you on Instagram, but I didn't. So here's my awkward hello through a podcast.
0: <laughs> Perfect. He is probably smiling right this second.
1: Oh God. As he always is. Yes. I love, like, I love all of this for you. It couldn't have happened to a better person. Aww, like you're just so sweet you. and genuine and hard work. And it's like a big reason I wanted to have you on the podcast is because like, you're so inspirational, all the things that you do. And you're just like the perfect example of just like, if you work really hard, like the amazing things that can happen. And I just want to hear a little bit more about like your journey. Like, where did this all start? How did you start cheerleading? Like, what's, how did you get to where you are right now? That's a big question. We, We
0: would be here for Three more hours. Bring it on! But, <laughs> you know, I I grew up in a Puerto Rican household, and even just the 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 Latin culture and the the ambition that's embedded in that it's it's in my blood to hustle and work hard and always stay determined and uh, never take no for an answer. And I have just grown into other opportunities throughout life. Um, I actually started dancing at the age of five in Westerville, Ohio. I did ballet, tap, jazz, uh, ended up sticking with tap dancing for about eight years. And I got into cheerleading Uh, in the second grade, actually did the pom-pom girls. And I just had so much um, happiness as a young kid, you know, doing cheerleading and being on the field and just you know, wearing the uniform, and it just continued to build from that. Uh, I cheered middle school, high school, as uh, I was, you know, getting prepared to try out for high school cheerleading. There were certain requirements that you needed to make the team. You had to have certain tumbling skills and abilities. So I started uh, getting involved into tumbling classes in the seventh grade, and I was super coachable and I was very persistent and I wanted to get the next skill. I remember being in my backyard. I was so close to getting my back handspring and I just kept doing it and doing it and doing it. And the next day I've never in my life been so sore. <laughs> like I didn't know what sore felt like at that age. Yeah. And I just like could not move like my neck, my I back. Bet. Oh my God. It
1: takes like every muscle in your body. Yeah. Like Everything
0: hurt and, um, you know, it's just, again, very persistent, willing to get the next skill. Uh, And I also have my parents to thank because... They kept my brother and I extremely busy, always involved in extracurricular activities. They never wanted us to be bored, you know, obviously, and get into bad things. Mm -hmm. They wanted us to stay focused on sports. And uh, my dad actually got my brother and I a trampoline and we were like the cool kids in the neighborhood with the cool trampoline in the Mm -hmm. backyard. And he actually got us a second trampoline. Whoa! (laughs) But yeah, being in the backyard, like I would spend all my time there. Like learn, trying to teach myself how to do a backflip and just like progressing on all of that. And so, a lot of things I've, you know, been self taught, uh, but thankful for, you know, my parents giving me, you know, a trampoline to teach myself that. Um, went on to cheer in college and I actually did some competitive cheerleading uh, through high school. I always wanted to do competitive cheerleading outside of. Uh, school. However, it was so expensive and my parents put my brother and I through Catholic school and that was the priority paying Mm -hmm. for tuition. And I had always begged, you know, can I can I do competitive cheerleading? And I mean, just the uniform alone was $500. Oh, wow. So there really was no way. Um, however, I started working at Kroger at the age of 14. Oh, my gosh. And it was kind of like, okay, well, you can spend your money the way that you want to spend your money. Um, although, you know, juggling school and, and only working a few days a week didn't give me enough to like, support it full time or actually do the program. I actually ended up going to a gym up my street uh, and I tumbled during a tumbling class. And uh, one of the coaches just saw my abilities and I ended up getting a full scholarship to be
1: on the competitive
0: cheer team. And if that didn't happen, I would have never cheered in college. Wow. Uh, And little did I know, I actually found out A couple years after that, that actually it was one of the parents on the team that funded the scholarship. No
1: way! Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! Wow.
0: You know, it's. I feel like I owe my life to them. Yeah. Um, But things like that, that have really helped to make me who I am today. I definitely will give back in some way, shape or form in that way in the future because that did so much for my cheer career yeah. ultimately. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, you know, in in high school, I mean, the cheer story is long. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. But in high school, I started learning how to stunt uh, where you become a flyer and I really didn't have any skills in terms of flying. And there was a lot to learn. Um, I also had to consider nutrition at that time. I didn't know really the first thing about eating healthy. And I knew I wanted to try out in college and that there were certain fitness requirements for that. And I kind of felt lost. Uh, I didn't know how to nourish myself. And I thought I knew based off of kind of what you've been taught here and there in high school. But ultimately one day I was like, I am extremely miserable and I feel like my skills are getting worse. I feel like nothing is going well for me when it comes to eating healthy. And I was at the gym on an elliptical and I was reading a self magazine and there was an article written by a nutritionist. And at that time I was a senior in high school and I absolutely wanted to do pre-law. I was like, I'm going to be a lawyer. It's what I want to do. Wow! That article changed my life. Wow. I completely, in that moment, I was like so intrigued by the article. And I think it was talking about grapefruit. (laughs) I mean, it was just talking about nutrients and how to fuel yourself. And and I was just so like deep in this article. And at the end, it was signed by a nutritionist. And I was like, that's exactly what I want to be. Wow. I, I want to learn how to do this the right way so that I can you know, make the team in college. So at that time, a couple weeks later, I tried out for Ohio University cheerleading. I didn't make the team. Unfortunately, I was so weak. I, I just wasn't nourishing myself properly. Um, and so I took a year off from cheerleading and actually got involved in uh, club gymnastics And everything happens for a reason, you know, I met my bestest friend in the entire world, Carrie, and uh, we roomed together all four years. I also roomed with some of the other gym cats as we call them. (laughs) And it all happened for a reason. And then I tried out in the spring of my freshman year. I didn't make the team then there were still some things I needed to work on. And um, I again continue to apply everything I learned I tried out in the fall of my sophomore year and finally made the team so
1: wow yeah this is like the whole time you are talking I just have goosebumps because I'm like it is just such like a good story of like twice you didn't make the team and then you still ended up like cheering at the Super Bowl like (laughs) for the Bengals of all teams too like I love my Bengals but like no yeah. one saw this coming. Let's just be honest. And like... Not even me.
0: <laughs> I... Like, what? Yeah, no idea this was going to happen. <laughs> and, you know, there's, there was a lot of hardships along the way. And it's... You, you have to really take a step back and feel that rejection. Mm-hmm. And also figure out how do you use that rejection as fuel And the way I used it, I converted it into diesel fuel. Like I just was like, all right, here we go. We've got to use this and we got to keep moving forward and we got to keep going. And, even if I don't get it the second time, you're you're more experienced every time that you try mm-hmm. out. You know, there's there's um a girl I follow on Instagram. She cheers for the Atlanta Falcons. Her name's Joyce. She tried out seven times. Oh. And now she's on for her fourth season with the wow. Atlanta Falcons. And she's killing it. Yeah. And you know, you sometimes you just have to try again, right? And you have to also fine-tune the certain requirements that that are laid out to make the team mm-hmm. and it 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 may be more than just your dance abilities and it's just really figuring out like how do you improve in those areas because it's more than just dance it's being a, an ambassador it's it's being involved in your community it's it's public speaking it's leading and you know there may be other opportunities that you need to seek in order to prepare you for that ultimate role
1: sure what was like so when did you finally make the team and what was that like
0: yeah so for ohio university Mm -hmm. finally made the team my sophomore year it was fall so usually they do two tryouts one in the fall and one in the spring when you try out in the spring it's for the following year and then uh, they have a fall tryout for the individuals who were almost Mm. ready to make the team. So that's when I made the team. And there's a requirement uh, to have a standing tuck or basically a Mm backflip to be on the cheer squad. And um, I made the team. And I remember at the very end of the tryout, I had already gone through all my skill tests. I'd already done the cheers. I'd done the stunting. And the coach said, all right, everyone line up one final time. And she had everyone go around and do standing tucks. And so at the end of this, you're exhausted, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're like, oh my gosh, am I even going to land this? The first two I threw, I touched down. Like I landed, but like my hands came forward and I touched Mm -hmm. down. And I had, there was a third time we were going around to do it. And I was like, this is your last chance. You have to land this or you will not make the team. And I landed it. <laughs> and then about 15, 20 minutes later, she usually posts the list of like who made the team. So we're all waiting outside the communication center. And she comes out and she had a conversation with me and some of the other girls. And she said, Listen, you guys all made the team. And she looked at me and she goes, And you need to work on your standing tuck. Mm-hmm. And I told her, I said, I will be your hardest worker. I know that there's things I need to work on and I've worked on enough to make the team, but I will continue to work hard. And I struggled. Yeah, I struggled the first part of the season with the consistency of that skill. And there was a time where I was the only one who was not asked to travel for an away game. So at practice, I was the only one who had to sit and watch all of my teammates. Oh, my God. Practice for an away game. And again, it's fuel, right? It's yeah, rejection. Yeah. <laughs> and I went home for for a Christmas break. Back then, we were on quarters. So we had about six weeks off of class. And I went back to that gym up the street that gave me a chance To cheer on their competitive cheer team with a full scholarship, and I worked my butt off. I threw those standing tucks when I was dead tired, and I was like, "Okay, you're falling, but you got to keep going. You got to figure out how to land this when you are even more tired than this." Gosh! And I came back after those six weeks, and I never fell on a standing tuck again. Wow! Yeah, never fell on a standing tuck again, and. My coach, I'm still I I'm still in contact with her. She is just amazed. She's like, you are the hardest worker. And I was like, I told you I was gonna be your hardest worker.
1: (laughs) I was gonna ask if you were still in touch with her and if she'd seen how far you've gone. Yeah. I mean, they like I have a few coaches from OU and they're
0: just like, wow. Like, of course it's you who makes it to the NFL. Like, and it's just it's so rewarding and there's times when you get on the team and you're not the favorite right and and it's like yeah you got to work on your skill set but you can be the favorite Mm -hmm. if you continue to show your work ethic and you keep pushing and you just grind it out
1: you'll get there yeah we love an underdog (laughs) That's like my favorite story I'm always rooting for the underdog like Yes. yes hell yeah just picture you like I don't know just like pan to sad music you sitting on the bench and then just like fast forward to like yeah I used to be that girl but look at me now look at me field, now yes. yeah
0: and it's it's a example of the way other things go in life too you know sometimes relationships don't work out mm-hmm. sometimes you don't get the job and yep. you gotta figure out like what's most important to you mm-hmm. if it is making that team then do it again yeah do it again
1: switch it up, try again. It is so true because there's so many times just like looking back on things that like I thought were like really negative at the time and then they just reroute you to something better or just the timing is just better. Like if it had happened at a different time, you wouldn't have been ready for it or, you know, just other things that happen that it just, it always has a weird way of working out. It totally does and Honestly, even just
0: with my time here in Cincinnati, it's like looking at that, you know, like there's certain jobs I've applied for. And I'm like, why didn't I get it? And I'm like, Mm -hmm. well, you didn't get it because you were meant to be a Cincinnati Bengal. And, you know, with not making Ohio University cheerleading my first year, I would have never met some of my best friends Mm -hmm. who are literally like Carrie is like my sister. Yeah. And that wouldn't have happened if I made the team. Mm-hmm. So it, it all comes full circle. And you realize that there's other things that the timing is right for. Yeah. And your timing may be a little bit later. But if you keep working at it and your heart is in it, you'll get it.
1: Yeah. So you used to have a podcast, Single and Hungry. Yes. And it was awesome. First it segue, was. quick Quick sidebar, <laughs> what happened? You are no longer single, I am no longer still single. still hungry, so... I am so hungry.
0: And Kayla, I miss you and I love you. Kayla, girl, <laughs> she uh, was my counterpart on the podcast, Single and Hungry, and it's a single state of mind and hunger for success. It was definitely for women who were in relationships as well. Mm-hmm. It was more so how to just stay focused on your personalized goals and again, like continue to just stay hungry. Unfortunately, we are so busy. Yeah, we yeah, are, you are so busy. And with the editing of the podcast and whatnot, it was so hard to set time mm-hmm. and do it together. Yep. We feel that the three uh, episodes that we put out were just gold yeah, you know and so really portraying our message that we mm-hmm. want to get to the girl that is on her grind mm-hmm. and we hope to pick that back up one day Ooh. however right now we're so focused on I know Kayla is on to some new opportunities you know she is uh currently executive chef at arnold's and looking to you know expand her reach she just won chopped yeah she's killing it a couple years ago she won guys grocery games she's a mom and, um, there's
1: definitely, sometimes you have to prioritize, right? Totally. Yeah. I get it. That's yeah. why there's always a massive gap in between every episode. I have. Every episode. <laughs> podcast, I'm like, no, we're back. It's in full force. Yeah. And I'm like, oh God, this is so hard to do on top of everything else. But, um, I bring up the podcast because there's something you talked about on that podcast that, um, I thought was really interesting. Um, was there a time where you almost left cheerleading altogether? A time where I almost left
0: cheerleading altogether. Um, Definitely had crossed my mind. Mm -hmm. Uh, And one, I would say, scenario is when I moved to Cincinnati. So I just finished my master's degree in nutrition and I moved to Cincinnati. Started the job with Kroger. I was not done with cheerleading. You know, I cheered in college, obviously, you know, doing my master's, I didn't cheer, but I wanted to resume that, that sport. Mm -hmm. So when I moved, there was an adult team um, at, at Midwest cheer elite that they were starting. And I went to a few practices. Ultimately they decided not to continue for an additional season. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, kind of found myself heartbroken and, there was definitely like a hole where I was like, I am not done with cheerleading. I don't know what my next opportunity is, but there just was nothing collegiate cheer related in Cincinnati. And I had looked into the Bengals and I was like, oh, yeah, I don't have the dance ability to make that team. I even reached out to the director of the Bengals uh and I had asked, hey, have you ever thought of about a stunting team? Perhaps I said, (laughs) you know, I cheered at OU and I I know that the Bengals are more dance. Have you ever thought about that? And she was so nice. And she said, "I, I... can totally relate. I cheered at Miami University and uh, I I know the differences between, you know, what the Bengals have and collegiate cheerleading. We've talked about it, but don't think it's going to be anytime soon. Yeah. So I just went to the gym. You know, that's all I really could do for my workout was go to the gym, maybe get involved in a few other activities here and there. But I was heartbroken and I prayed a lot about it too, that there would hopefully be an opportunity for me. I knew it wasn't anytime soon. Yeah. Like I could feel it. And how long ago was that? Six years ago. Oh, wow.
1: Okay. Yeah. So COVID hit. Mm. and fun times time of our lives oh yeah that
0: really changed everything right yeah Uh, COVID did just wow and COVID hit my whole like career kind of you know didn't necessarily come to a stop but it was like yeah you don't have to commute anymore you don't have to wake up super early and you know pick out your outfit, put a full face on, you Mm -hmm. know, shower, all this stuff, pack your lunch. Don't have to take the dog out before you go and don't have to commute back home. Um, There was so much more time on my hands. Also, uh, as if I was a fitness instructor and the gym was closed Mm -hmm. for like two months. So a lot of things that I was doing and I was committed to just completely stopped. And if you know me, I have to be busy. I,
1: <laughs> I can can't tell.
0: just do one or two things. It has to be 10 things mm-hmm. or I'm not productive. And I was scrolling through Instagram and I'd been following Bengals cheerleading for you know, a year or two on Instagram. And there was a post that was through my feed and it said $25 for auditions, something along the lines like have you ever thought about making your dreams come true? And I'm like, hmm, you know, I have nothing to do. Uh, let me look into this. So I had asked someone, you know, what What do you need to make this team? And they say, oh, you need a double turn. And I'm like, well, what is a double turn? <laughs> so I, I think I like YouTubed it. And I'm like, oh, I can do that. Basically, like it's a pirouette on one leg. Mm-hmm. You basically spin around twice. And you know, dancers make everything look easy. So yeah. I I watched a video, I'm like, oh, I can I can probably do that. You know, I I can do a backflip, I can do ki- like I, I was like, oh, this is fine. Mm-hmm. And I had started following some of the previous Bengals on Instagram and you know, sliding into their DMs, <laughs> asking them some questions, like blah, blah, blah. And I paid the $25 application fee, signed up for auditions, and started the virtual process. Um, I made it all the way through finals, and uh, we received an email that said unfortunately we won't be able to move forward with our final audition process typically we do a show which rachel was able to attend i was there and it was so
1: awesome yes Yes. and like if you have the chance to go to that next season you should totally go it was so awesome it's so so great it's it is a fun show
0: and um unfortunately with covid we weren't able to do that show so Basically, the director gave us a bypass for next season. She said, since you've made it all the way to finals, you won't have to go through the preliminaries, the semifinals. You'll go straight to finals next year. So I cried a little. (laughs) (laughs) I was sad. Yeah. Uh, But I also knew I wasn't ready. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I would have made it. My double turn wasn't consistent at all. It wasn't pretty. And that is something that you, it's a consistent, you have to have it. Kind of like the standing tuck from OU. And what I did was I reached out to um, Ellie Shepley on Instagram. She was a former uh, cheerleader for the New York Jets. She had just started her own virtual dance business. She was doing a lot of in-person classes, but made the shift because of COVID. Mm -hmm. I reached out to her, signed up for privates, started taking her sneaker jazz classes every Thursday, and she transformed me. And I will say it took me six months to learn how to do a double turn. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not easy to do. Uh, And I've never met Ellie to this day. Yeah. Which is so crazy because I owe her my life as well. <laughs> and it's it's amazing because, you know, it didn't work out. The final auditions didn't work out. But right in that moment, I was like, I'm committed. I know what I need to work on. I'm gonna keep working and I'm gonna hire this coach and we're gonna do it together. And she set me up for the next season and I made the team. So
1: yeah, it's so funny because um I've seen you share her stuff a lot. And then I like started watching her stuff too. Like, wow, this is so impressive. And, um, you had told me, about the double turn before and so I'm always watching for it now and like at, at like the showcase and stuff I was like watching the girls turns like whoa she nailed it wow that was so smooth yes <laughs> yes and, like I don't know anything about this but now all of a sudden I'm like watching for stuff like yeah that. it's so e- cool EJ was like what's a
0: double turn and I'm like I clipped a video for him I'm like this is a double turn so now he knows as well
1: yeah oh yeah no chance so like me and my friend Alicia that had cam that was in town from Florida and then MAGA shout Out MAGA from Mavi Jewelry. Go see her in Covington, Kentucky. What's up? Most beautiful jewelry ever. Oh, yes. Uh, and sweetest person ever on the planet. Mm -hmm. Um, but we were all trying to like follow the moves along with you guys because we had watched like how many different girls do this over and over, and we're like, okay here's the deal. We got this now. And the only um, move that we thought we could maybe do was there was a point. What was the song? Was it Black Eyed Peas? Pump It by Black Eyed Peas. Okay. And then they do this thing where it's like, "Ah!" and then you guys would like go down and do this one thing. So it was the only part we knew, but we were like, we still don't even know what we're doing. And it looked like such an easy (laughs) thing, but I was like, no, I don't so we just kept looking at each other yeah but we just (laughs) went like the whole time (laughs) we're like yeah we're we're just gonna go up there and just smile and wave like no we can't we can't do this you guys make it look too easy hey uh, we love the support and how detail-oriented
0: you are with
1: (laughs) every aspect of the dance we can appreciate it (laughs) oh man so like what is the audition process like
0: It is fairly long. Um, So basically, right after the season, we start prep classes about a month later. So there's Mm -hmm. about six prep classes each week. Um, Well, one every week for six weeks. And you can take those and kind of get a feel of what it's like to cheer on the team. There's always a dance that's taught. We usually do an across the floor with some leaps and turns and different skill sets. And um, from there, you can build upon whether, y- you know, you need to work on some things or you, you maybe need to do a little bit more hip hop. We give you a feel of like our style, mm-hmm. jazz, hip hop, palm, all of that. From there, we start the audition process. So there's preliminaries. So anyone can submit a video and uh, basically they'll send a video, I think at like 9 a.m., and then you have until like maybe 11.30 or noon to turn it in. Mm-hmm. You have to submit it through a certain link, but they, they give you a dance video at 9 a.m., and then you have to learn it and record yourself and submit. From there, they decide who goes to the semifinals. The semifinal round is when the vets, so the the individuals from the previous year, join, and that is in person, they will teach you more of like a technical routine. So looking at your turns, your leaps, your kicks for kick line, your splits, and it's it's taught very quickly. And that's, you know, with being a professional cheerleader, you need to adapt mm-hmm. fast and they want to see how quickly you can pick up on a routine. You know, we'll be in a game and maybe someone, we, we had an individual who had a pinched nerve, you mm-hmm. know, Right before we were about to go on the yeah. field, and we had to adjust and rework formations and and pull someone else in in order to fulfill that spot. So mm-hmm. they they need to see that you have that skill set. Um, from there, after the semifinals, they will make another cut, and those individuals will then um, proceed to the final round. The final round is about three to four weeks long. You basically learn a few different routines, and we combine all of those into our final show, which is the show that you were able mm-hmm. to come to this year, and um, we do an opening number with everyone and certain groups as well, and then uh, they teach us a audition dance only a few days before the actual show, and that's a dance that we try out with in mm-hmm. pairs. Okay. So from there, uh, they usually announce the team uh, through bangles.com website. They'll post your picture. So
1: intense. It's, it's intense.
0: <laughs> it's intense. And, you know, this year, I remember right before I went on for semifinals, you know, you're so nervous and you're like taking these deep breaths. You're like, inhale, exhale. And then you're also like five, six, seven eight, one, two, three, and you know, going through all these counts. And I probably took like the best moment in my life to be present. And I took like the biggest deep breath. And I also reminded myself, like, you're trying out for an NFL team. This is so cool.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, and it, and it's me going back for my second season. And I always said, this Is the coolest thing I'll ever do, yeah, is trying out for the Bengals,
1: yeah. And I
0: had that moment to myself, like in the waiting room before I went on for semi finals. And I'm like, it's a reminder that even though you're so nervous, you're doing something really amazing, yeah. And Good point. your skill and your ability and your t- determination got you there, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Wild, <laughs> gosh, yeah. I was surprised how many girls were at that showcase, mm-hmm. like, I'd, I thought. Cause that was like the final cut, like the final girls, right? Yeah. How many were there? Was there like, I think 55. Okay. I think so. I couldn't believe it. Like when you all came out in the beginning and it was like everyone dancing at first, I'm like, Whoa, I thought this was going to be like the top 25 or I don't know what I expected, but that was a lot of girls. I can't imagine like even more in the process. Like that's got to be so hard to cut. Cause every girl genuinely, I looked at like, I love her energy her moves are amazing. Like it was like how do you even choose? I Which can't I don't imagine. have a trained eye, but I'm like, love her, love her. Yeah. Love her shirt, love her pants. <laughs> exactly. And
0: I can't imagine what it's like for the coaches making that decision and, you know, what if it's between a few girls? You know, that mm-hmm. is and, and their understanding of the fact that like this is a decision that may change the trajectory of their life you know this is something that people work their entire life on and it's something that they have a lot of heart and a lot of willingness and a love to make the team Mm -hmm. right and i can't imagine what it's like for the coaches to you know be deliberating and making that decision and one of our coaches when we were all finished with our interviews she came back um to the dressing room and she's like, Hey everyone, you know, I just want to tell you all how proud I am of you. And you guys did a great job today. And it's, you know, basically like saying how beautiful and talented we were. And then she said, if this is not your time Mm -hmm. to make the team, please come back. Mm -hmm. Please come back. Don't, don't let this, you know, be it for you. Yeah, Come back. And, I was so happy that she said that because, you know, we don't like in moments like that, you don't get a whole lot of say from the coaches. You know, they have they have to, you know, kind of deliberate and keep those discussions to themselves. And it was so nice to hear the positivity of hey, if if it is not your time, please come back. Like mm-hmm. the willingness of like, we want you to come back. We want you to work on yeah. whatever you need to work on and we'll give you another opportunity right. to to try out again.
1: Like if it's a no now, it doesn't mean it's a no forever. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're not banished. Just like the cheerleader that took her seven, what, seven auditions or seven, seven. seasons or yes. whatever. That's crazy. And like if she had just stopped at one, or two or three or exactly. five, six, right?
0: <laughs> and and like I mentioned before, the job is so much bigger than dance. And you know, a couple of weeks ago, I got to work with a lot of kids, like probably like a hundred plus kids. And I pride myself on the fact that I'm really good at remembering names mm-hmm. and you should have seen these kids' faces light up when I remembered their name. Aww. And and I think it's all just really saying it back to them. You know, it's like, hi, I'm Ashley. What's your name? Oh, my name is Bill. You, mm-hmm. And then it's like, hi, Bill. Like just mm-hmm. saying that back, it like sticks. Yeah. And it's just a tactic that I've used. And so I'd see, you know, the kids like walking by and I'm like, hi, Bill, mm-hmm. how you doing? And they're like, oh my gosh, she remembered my name. Yeah. And the joy that I got from just working with those kids. Um, running some obstacle courses with them, being their cheerleader that day. I had uh, one individual, um, She, I think she was like six years old, five or six years old. Her name was Carissa. And she gave me the biggest hug. And she said, Ashley, I'm moving to Florida next week. And I'm like, oh, you can still be a Bengals fan in Florida. <laughs> she said, I'm going to miss you. And I was like, I'm going to miss you more. Aww. And it's like, That did so much for her, most likely. Mm -hmm. But what she did to me was like, I'll never forget that. Just that hug and that smile and the innocence of,
1: you know, just just being a kid. Yeah. I'm sure you remember that, too. Like looking up to these girls and thinking like, oh, wow, like I want to be that. Absolutely. I. Yes. When I was younger, I mean, you're you just think they're so
0: beautiful Mm -hmm. and and wonderful and nice and for them to make time to just say hello to you and remember your name i mean you'll you never forget that
1: yeah so So what is it like on the other side of auditions what does it take to be a bengal what's what's Mm -hmm. the life like the life is
0: extremely rewarding you know i've used that word a lot uh it it really is and with the amount of work that you put in to make the team the work doesn't stop when you're on the team. Mm-hmm. It's it's more. There's so much choreography that that we learn and we perform during a game. Um, I would say we have about twenty pieces of choreography per game. Wow! And making sure it's perfect, making sure that your dance style is similar to you know your teammates. We do so much to perfect that, and it's all about consistency staying on top of it making sure that you're not getting behind when you're learning all of the new choreography and we we do a lot of learning in the summer so that when we do have our home games we're ready to roll Mm -hmm. and we can throw dances in um, whenever we need to Um, so it's it's a very large time commitment a lot of sacrifices that you have to make with your time um, you know I do give myself time on the weekends to have fun with friends, go out to eat. I also make time to get to know some of the new rookies on the team, uh, get food after practice, you know, go to the pool on Sunday. Uh, It's a sisterhood and I really wouldn't trade it for the world. And some may think, oh my gosh, you spend so much time being a cheerleader. And it's like, this is all I've ever wanted to do yeah. <laughs> you know so when it's all you've ever wanted to do it's easy to say yes yeah. to the time commitment yeah. and I like I had said earlier I'm someone that I have to be busy like every hour of my day has to be like plugged into the calendar like booked to the max mm-hmm. I'm most productive that way yeah. and it's just how I'm built as a Latina honestly yeah. and um without that structure i I feel bored. Mm -hmm. I feel like, what am I doing? I have those moments of like, what
1: am I doing with my life? And I'm like, oh, wait, what aren't you doing? (laughs) I know. It's crazy. The second they were like, oh, yeah, um, I needed to uh, pay for cheerleading. And it's so I got a job at Croker at 14. I immediately, a light bulb went off and I'm like, ah, so this is how it all began. <laughs> yes. Like, that's how you do it all. You've been doing it since then, like day I've one. I've been working since
0: I could work, mm-hmm. like since I was old enough to work. And I, yeah, you're just built on that and it's your norm. And
1: it has made my work ethic so much stronger. Yeah. So how do you juggle? So, okay. Are you, so I'm assuming you're full-time at Kroger. Yes. Okay. And then when do you have time to train? And then when do you go to culinary school when you have to practice? Like you're constantly practicing. I am. I see you always. Yes. Doing stuff. So the good thing
0: with my position is most of it is remote, which again, saves time on commute and, you know, getting up early in the morning. Mm-hmm. I I go in two days a week, uh, which is great. I've also, since working for Kroger, I've moved closer to my uh, office, mm-hmm. it's easier to get there. I was living maybe 45 minutes away before. Oh, yeah. um, also with making time to practice, I am someone that works better if I work with my teammates or practice with my teammates. So I'm Mm -hmm. always like messaging our Bengal group, like, hey, anyone want to practice at 830 tonight? (laughs) (laughs) Weird work hours and whatnot. Um, But also, too, with culinary school, I take... um, paid time off. So PTO Mm -hmm. from my position in order to make time for culinary school. So since I've been working for the company for so long, uh, I've accrued a lot of PTO. And so I will on Wednesdays, I'll take, um, PTO in order to
1: make it to class
0: for six hours. That's
1: amazing. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. And some things
0: dedication it is. And, and some things have to like give and take, you know, and and some people may say like, oh, you're spreading yourself too thin. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm not spreading myself too thin. I'm just making it, I'm making it work. And I don't ever want to feel as if I'm slacking in any area. Like with the people that I work yeah. with, I never want them to think as if I'm falling behind. Mm-hmm. And the first thing is communication, right? So everyone knows Exactly what I'm doing. They know either I'm in culinary school or I'm at practice or I'm here. Um, And it's, it's also something uh, my boyfriend EJ had said, you know, when we first started dating, he's like, you do so much, you know, as everyone says, he's like, you do so much. And he's like, and I have seen you in every single role and you belong in every single Aww, role. Yeah. And, and he's just like, and I, I want to be there to support you and whatever you want to do and continue to do it because you're crushing it. Yeah. You know, and, and. That's really where my heart is. I love culinary. Mm-hmm. I love nutrition. I love being a cheerleader. I love being in school. Yeah, and I'm making it work.
1: Well, I mean, Beyonce, she's doing a million things. <laughs> yeah, she's got Jennifer this. Lopez yes. is doing a million things. Uh, yes. Why can't I? Yes. <laughs> and it reminds me. There was something I thought of, or I saw the other day that reminded me of you immediately. Um, it was, it was, it was like a cheesy. <laughs> This is sounding really bad, but just stay with me here. Um, It was like this, like, I don't know, super introspective, cheesy, kind of corny Instagram thing where it's like all like, like deep music. And it's just like a man looking out the window. Um, But the message was cool because it was basically saying, like, you know, people use like money as like the way that they value their money over their time. Right. So it said it was something about like if it was like $84,600 every day deposited into your account first thing in the morning. Like, would you let that go to waste? If every day you knew that that money was going to deposit no matter what, and the next day that it was going to refill the same amount, like what would you do with that? Like you wouldn't let that money go to waste. You would go take full advantage of that and be like, okay, I'm going to take this. And so I think that's the amount either way. He then equated it to that's how many like minutes or something that we have in a day or seconds something. One of the two, a measure of time. I'm bad at math. (laughs) (laughs) You're doing great. But it was like, so every day that that replenishes that we're lucky enough to wake up and have another day. Why aren't we taking full advantage of all of that time that we have? Mm -hmm. Like we wouldn't waste the money. So why do we waste the time? Exactly. And you immediately came to mind because I'm like, damn, that's one girl that's really like. Gotta use all my time. (laughs) every bit You're of it. You're squeezing every dropout which is it, really like inspiring and it's like damn I need to do more. Thank you. And I remember saying in
0: college, because honestly, this is how my life was in college. I was working at Kroger, cashiering at the Athens Kroger. I was working at a wellness center, trying to get some wellness experience for my resume. I was cheering. I was, you know, in school full-time for nutrition, getting a minor in Spanish. And I'm just like going, 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 going. And I always said, if you really want to do something, you will make the time for Mm -hmm. it. And I, I really believe that like you will figure it out. And yeah, there are times I lose sleep and there are times I prioritize my sleep. Mm-hmm. And you just have to figure out how you need to operate in order to grind and hustle and get the job done. Yep. And also
1: make sure that you're doing what you love, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, which is so impressive too, because you're always with like people too. I am. So always I'm like, wow, like you always have like, time for other people too, which I, I think says a lot about you too, that like you also know what's important as like your people too. Mm-hmm. And like the people that support you. I am a true extrovert through and through. I don't even think I have
0: an ounce of like introverted qualities and I get all my energy from being around people. And hence why I said, I love practicing with my teammates outside of practice. I mm-hmm. love, you know, going out to restaurants with friends, hence, uh,
1: Rachel and I and MAGA, we went and grabbed food at mama's and coming to I was still thinking about was it Noki? Oh the that Gnocchi. that changed my life. I can't stop thinking about it. It was so good. I can't yeah. stop thinking about it. And the it chicken so parm good. and the cookies. Superb. Mm. The
0: cookies. Yes. But always making time to do those things and
1: um it it just it brings me energy, you know, it brings me happiness. So Why not do it? I ask everybody this. Are you familiar with the Enneagram at all? Do you know what that is? Who? The Enneagram. Oh, no. Do you know what this is? Mm -mm. Okay, so you know astrology, obviously. So Enneagrams, it's basically a scale from like one to nine, and psychologists use it to determine personality types. So um, (laughs) basically, it's it's so interesting. You and EJ should take this test. I'm going to send you the link. You have to pay for it, which is dumb, but... It's like not, it's not too expensive, but it's like, it goes through all these questions. I actually made one of the engineers, Chris, who you met, um, take it like on a podcast one time. He's like, what's an Enneagram? And he took the test to figure out his Enneagram while we were recording. And he's, I'm a seven and he's a seven too. I was like, I knew it. Cause he's got like all these colorful tattoos and he's oh always gosh. like doing fun stuff, but it, it's like, your Enneagram in different situations. Um, So like your personality type and then like the people that you attract. So like I find myself, so I'm a seven, which is called the enthusiast, which I would bet any amount of money is you (laughs) because it's like new things. I want to do this. I want to try that. It's like, you can't try too many things. You tend to be extroverted, not all the time, but you kind of lean that way because of all the things that you want to try and do. Um, And then I realized that I was surrounding myself with a bunch of fours, which are very grounded people. Like my ex was a four, a few of my best friends are fours. And I was like, whoa. And it was like at a very interesting time in my life where I wanted to like take off and like do all the things. And then all these fours came to my life to like make me more like, I guess... Just like (laughs) kind of (laughs) calm me down and reel me in a little bit, not to not do those things, but to just be like, all right, let me give you some sense of direction. Like, yes, do this, but maybe like not all right now. Like, yeah, you can do this like in five seconds or whatever. Um, So it's really interesting is I would wonder what he is, because when you take the test, you can look at the compatibility. And like, I remember with my ex, we literally had an argument once and they said the seven when you have an argument typically you're like okay let's move on to the next fun thing like okay it's done whenever and fours will be like they're really thorough and deep thinkers so they want right. to be like let's make sure everything's sorted they'll, they'll talk about things over and over because they're like i just want to make sure this is all clear before you go and it would be <laughs> i remember looking at him one time and being like oh my god can we just like let's just do something fun let's watch a movie or something and i burst out laughing so i'm like that was like verbatim literally like the enneagram but yeah. i'm just so interested to see like i would love what to that do is that. but it's so i'm so obsessed with it i always ask no everybody for sure i love personality and then there's chess. like little like goofy memes and like things that will pop up on instagram once you start following it and i'll be like enneagram seven be like and i'm like that's me Oh my and like goodness. i swear it's just like so and the more i talk to you i'm like seven. I would be shocked. (laughs) And seven is my
0: lucky number because seven is my audition number for my rookie season
1: and this season. Oh my God. So I might be a seven. Yeah. (laughs) Through and through. Yeah. Through and through. What are you going to do with the culinary stuff?
0: Yeah. So with my position at Kroger, I definitely am managing some projects that have a culinary focus to it. Or to them. And I really want to continue to just add color to the projects that I work on and value and expertise. And the reason why I got into culinary, uh, I had an opportunity to be a part of a collaborative team at Kroger, uh, the culinary innovation team. And uh, that consisted of six product development chefs, a dietitian, a food scientist, marketing. We had someone from the procurement team and ultimately when I started working there, I'm like, wow, they see food completely different than I do. You know, as a dietitian, we learn nutrition prescriptions, right? Like if you have diabetes or if you have heart disease or if you want to lose weight, there's certain, you know, caloric thresholds and certain foods that we can recommend to you. However we don't have a whole lot of culinary training. Mm -hmm. The most culinary training I got was my food science classes at OU. And you're really learning about like the chemical processes of sauteing certain things. Mm -hmm. And when you toast bread, that's the Maillard reaction and, and things like that. But you don't really know like what makes something taste good. Or if I have someone who is from Asia, what, type of foods and meals do they eat? Yeah. Because I'm more familiar with American or Puerto Rican or even Mexican. And so there, there was really a gap in knowledge when I started in that position. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I feel like I'm not contributing at all to these meetings. Like I'm just like being quiet, mm-hmm. off in the corner. And um, there was a announcement that came out honestly, like two weeks after I'd started my new position as a culinary dietitian. And it was called Feed Your Future. And this program that Kroger launched was a tuition reimbursement program where they would give you $3,500 a year to utilize towards a degree. So I was like, well, I'm going to culinary school. Like immediately I was like, yeah, We're not going to let this money go to waste. Yeah, yeah. And for those listening, if you guys have a tuition reimbursement program, a a part of your employment, utilize it. You know, take one class, two classes. It's money that Mm -hmm. goes to waste if you don't use it. And you should invest in your knowledge, right? So that was where my thinking process was at. I had a colleague who had just finished her master's in nutrition And she also um, utilized um, a former tuition reimbursement program that Kroger had. And she was like, hey, like I took one class every other semester so that I would just utilize the funds that I was allocated every year Mm -hmm. so that I wouldn't have to be like in student loan debt. Mm -hmm. So I asked um, the program dean, hey, uh, how long am I allowed to be enrolled in this program until I need to graduate? And he said six years. And I was like, perfect, I can do that. And so I'm in my third or fourth year of culinary school and I'm finishing up my last class now um and yeah i mean i'm getting it done they took a lot of my credits from ou so i didn't have to take a whole lot of academic courses i just more so focused on culinary and this has been like the most fulfilling degree that i've ever gotten because it is hands on yeah. and fun and it's passionate and not to knock down my master's in nutrition or, you know, getting my degree in nutrition, but this is, it's just different when Mm -hmm. you don't have so much stress of like taking six classes at once and then like, oh, I'm in student loan debt Mm -hmm. and I got to pay this off. And it's like- you're going slow, you're going at your own pace, you're learning at your own pace and it's enjoyable.
1: Yeah. And it's just so awesome to see you implement that at home. Like I see you constantly making these like beautiful meals. I'm like, that would be so rad to be able to just come home and like whip up this like crazy meal. And I feel like you would just look at like the produce section, like totally different too. Like, whoa, I can do like a million things with this one thing that I would have never... Looked twice at before. Oh, exactly. I mean, the way that my brain works now,
0: like I can't tell you how much I have learned. And yes, you learn a lot in culinary school. There's also a requirement that you have to do a co-op where basically you have to work at a restaurant for I think a year. And I worked at Bouquet. Shout out to Bouquet in Covington. Uh, the chef uh, over Bouquet also owns Alcove by Mad Tree. okay. He's a partner there. Honestly, that's really when I started like connecting the dots is when I started working under um, chef Stephen Williams. He is like a mastermind and definitely is he's he with bouquet. It's a farm to table restaurant. So obviously dietitian. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh my God, this is great. And I started learning just the basics of like pickling and nothing really goes to waste in that restaurant. I mean, they use everything. And I remember learning about like pickling avocados. And I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> I didn't know you could do that. And he's like, oh, try it. And I'm like, wow, this tastes amazing. And then I never thought about pickling strawberries and blueberries. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this adds so much flavor to your meal. And like, think about using that as a garnish or or using those um, those pickled blueberries on top of like peanut butter toast with honey and cinnamon. Mm. I mean, and then all of the sauces that they make, the way that they sear and saute proteins, it was just a whole learning experience. And it was so hard working in that hot kitchen. And uh. ma- majority of the time I was doing dishes, you know, like started from the bottom. Now we're here, <laughs> but sh- for, for real I did dishes probably 60% of the time. Yeah. And then the rest, I worked at garmache, which means cold food station in French. And you make salads, appetizers, desserts, soups, things things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but just being in the kitchen, you're like, wow, this is really amazing. And I'm learning a lot. And that was crucial in my knowledge and my success of, you know,
1: becoming a chef. Mm-hmm. So. What's Thank your, you, Chef Steven. <laughs> what's your favorite thing to make? Like, what's your go-to thing? Ugh, Puerto Rican food, of course, and
0: tostones, which are uh, twice-fried plantains. And I make it with white rice. Mm. Love me some white rice. Add a little bit of olive oil when you make white rice, and it's not super sticky. Uh, but definitely Puerto Rican food. Uh, I, I love making... Uh, just a simple stir fry as Mm -hmm. well. And making my own sauce, whether it's like a Thai peanut sauce or a lemongrass sauce, I love eating vegetables. And when you know how to make them taste good, it's just like easier to eat, you know? yeah. And we spend so much time making meat taste good and meat is great. You know, I'm definitely, I'm a dietitian that believes all foods fit. I even Mm -hmm. like Oreos. I like Lay's. Lays are only three ingredients: potatoes, oil, and salt. So eat your potatoes. Ooh, good to know. Yeah. Um, so I'm definitely, you know, pro meat. However, we are educated on how to make proteins taste good. But we're not necessarily taught how to like cook and prepare and make vegetables so true. taste good.
1: So true. So
0: it's like, well, yeah, your first experience eating a vegetable probably wasn't a good one. Mm-hmm. Like if it was green beans out of a can with yep. like nothing on that's them. That's what I grew up on. And yeah. it's so
1: funny. I had like fresh green beans not too long ago and they weren't done like all the way. But I was like, man, that's just not a canned green bean. And I was like, Rachel, who are you? <laughs> yeah. Like I should different. love that fresh one. I'm just like. Now, if they're done right, yes, yes,
0: it's it's completely different, mm-hmm. and that's really what the, the the message I'm trying to get across is: Hey, like, be a little bit more open minded to trying yeah. that Brussels sprout if you didn't like it For before. Sure. Try it a different way. Try mm-hmm. it sauteed. Try it fried. It's better to eat vegetables fried than not to eat them at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, try them with sriracha. Try them with red pepper flakes. Try them with reduced sodium soy sauce. You know, there's all different types of ways you can switch it up. Uh, something I like to do is I like to uh, buy vegetable trays at Kroger because it's already like pre-portioned for me. Mm-hmm. I like to buy the ones with ranch. And then it's like, yeah, here I go. I'm dipping it in ranch and it's better to eat it with ranch than yep. not eat vegetables at all.
1: So. Totally. I loved your hack about, because um, I love pasta yes. like so much. It's my kryptonite. And it was like, take any vegetable and then- Like put like a pasta sauce Mm -hmm. that you like on it and eat it. And that like, honestly, (laughs) I'm just going to come right out and say it. I ate so many. What was it? Green beans or something. (laughs) I ate so many. I was so bloated because I ate like the whole like thing. Yes. And I was just like, wow, this was really good. But now I'm like, wow, I'm so full on just green beans and full on good nutritious Food and, so thank you for that little hack. I use it all the time now. Yeah. It's my favorite.
0: I, and basically, you know, it's like you can switch it up. I always buy the the frozen microwavable um, peeves and corn. Mm-hmm. Heat that up in the microwave for five minutes. I drain the liquid out of it. I put it all in a bowl and I mix it with pasta sauce. I put some Parmesan cheese. I get a little grater, put some Parmesan cheese, I also make sure I season it with a little bit of salt. Salt makes things taste more like itself. Mm-hmm. Salt is fine. You know, if you are someone with high blood pressure, definitely you might need to manage your salt intake a little mm-hmm. bit more. But if we know how to season things the right way, it's not a bad thing. Yeah. Um add a little bit of red pepper flakes, a little drizzle extra virgin olive oil and like you've got seriously a delicious healthy pasta dish.
1: Yeah. With vegetables. Ooh, I'm doing that one next. Yeah. Does EJ, did you teach him how to cook or was he already like throwing down? He was already throwing down. And it was funny because we actually had this conversation
0: yesterday because I was like, babe, I feel like you've taken after me so much with like all of my like plating (laughs) skills and whatever. And he's like, oh, I, I was a chef. Like a home chef long before you came along. And he's right. He definitely like loved to cook. And especially during the pandemic, he Mm -hmm. showed me like so many pictures of him and his neighbors, like smoking brisket and like doing all of these intricate uh, dishes. And with, with the addition of like my knowledge and kind of, Cooking with him in the kitchen, that's one way that we've really built a very strong relationship, to Mm -hmm. be completely honest, is cooking together. Uh, He's learned a lot from me, and he, like, he plates— the dinner plate now like he like <laughs> does it all like how like I'm like babe you gotta elevate it like you know stack it like this is what they teach us in culinary school and he he loves it and he does it and I'm like
1: oh my god I was so impressed because I see you post things like oh I love when he cooks for me and I'm like damn yeah okay he's
0: cooking some really nice things yes and honestly like for those who are in relationships out there like if you are you know looking for something to do like get a simple recipe Mm -hmm. and and make it together, like make time to make dinner together. Oh yeah, that's always
1: so fun. It's
0: so great. And uh, for his birthday, we actually flew out to San Diego. His oldest sister lives out there, her and her husband. And we cooked dinner for them one Mm -hmm. night. And we're just like, you know, in the kitchen, like, you know, preparing. I think we did like enchiladas or something. We were making like a salsa or whatever, And, you know, he, he's uh, still like, he was learning a lot from me and Mm -hmm. he's like, what do you think about this? And when you work in a kitchen, like the communication in a kitchen, especially even at bouquet, it's like Mm -hmm. very direct and quick, right? It's like, you're not trying to hurt anyone's feelings. You're just like, this is how it is. Mm -hmm. You taste it. You try it. Like, we got to move fast. We got to keep the food hot. And so like, I always kind of have that mentality when I'm like cooking with other people. I'm like, do this, do that. Like- but, but it's all like you know, cohesive, and we're communicating well mm-hmm. and his sister and um brother in law like after we cooked him dinner, they were like, that was so amazing watching you guys cook together, and we're like, What? They're like, just the way that you guys communicate is it 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 just seemed like. It did so much for your relationship where Mm -hmm. we could be very direct with each other. And it it almost like we build that in the kitchen and it it's something that we continue even outside of the kitchen. And so I would just like for those listening, like cook with your loved one, you know, like do something fun with them and work well with them in the kitchen. It's all about working better together, faster together and creating something amazing.
1: I agree with that. I just think it's a fun little like date night too. I did that with my ex a lot. Like um, in like quarantine times when you couldn't go out to eat, I just had like HelloFresh on subscription. It's like such an easy thing if you don't know what you're doing, but we would have so much fun (laughs) like just doing stuff like that together. And like, even if you kind of mess it up or something happens, like you just laugh about it. Like, yeah. Yeah, but I exactly. think that's such a cool like bonding thing and then you have a meal together. It's like the whole experience like you made it together and then totally. you get to enjoy it. And it doesn't have to be stressful and you know, a lot
0: of people don't like cooking because they they don't know how. Mm-hmm. And I believe me, I was there before I started culinary school yeah. and before I actually made it a priority to learn how to cook. Mm-hmm. I was like I I'm stressed. You know, I don't yeah. know what meal I want to make. I don't know how to make it if you just start with like simple basic recipes and then go a little bit further, you know, the next time um, it, it, it just makes a world of a difference and you feel more confidently when you're cooking. And a uh, s- subscription that I really love is Bon Appetit. Mm. love Bon Appetit. And they actually have like a little cooking school too that you can like partake in, but I love getting their magazines and, Anytime that I look up a recipe, if I like want the best chocolate chip or they have um, a lemon olive oil cake that I make for like every occasion, I'm like lemon olive cake, Mm -hmm. we're doing it. And I, I always go to Bon Appetit. They're
1: the best of the best. Hmm, I have yeah. to look into this. Yeah. I need the, my culinary game. Hey. I was so excited when we were all going out to dinner. I'm just like, anywhere we're going, I'm stoked. Because <laughs> I know it's going to be like, bomb. I'll try everything. Yes, it's like, I'm good. such a foodie. That's why I was like, I don't care what the menu. Like, what do you guys think looks yeah. good? This is what I would normally get. But like, <laughs> I don't know what these things are. I can't even pronounce them. So like, hell yeah, let's do that. Yep, let's do it. <laughs> and you know, it's so funny because... So this past Friday was your first time
0: trying gnocchi, right? Yes. Okay. I was in the culinary center before I started culinary school mm-hmm. and I didn't know how to pronounce gnocchi cuz you know it's it I think it's Italian and it's mm-hmm. it's spelled interestingly. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like gnocchi, like I I didn't know how to pronounce it or I I think I even said like ganache. Like I was like is this supposed to be that chocolate? Like I don't know. <laughs> but it's like I was in the same boat as you where you're like, I don't know what this is, but wow, I'll, I'm up for trying it. And then you expand and you're like,
1: wow, now I know a lot more. Yeah. And then Just one day, one day you're in the produce section with Joe Burrow. <laughs> Can we talk about this? Like how that yeah. even happened? Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah. Th- so th- through Kroger, we have a
0: partnership Um With Joe Burrow, Uh, he is our brand ambassador for Kroger Health, and he is helping us to amplify our food as medicine um, vision. So really, as a pharmacy, we want to prescribe less prescriptions and prescribe more food. And Joe Burrow is truly the perfect ambassador for us to talk about like food insecurity issues within our community and um, the ways that we need to be better uh, as a city, uh, the access to nutrition education, all of that is, uh, you know, things and initiatives that we're working heavily on at Kroger. And so partnering with Joe is just, it's the perfect combination. And This Friday, I actually had the opportunity to film a video for Kroger Health with Joe Burrow, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, this is great!" Like, (laughs) I cheer for the Bengals. I went to OU. You're like a Full circle moment. It really was a full circle moment, and uh, I've done a lot of video shoots for Kroger, and it it was just like, I've, I've. I'm in this position of they've selected me to be the dietitian, to take Joe Burrow through the aisles and teach him about nutrition and talk about his meal ideas and ways to switch it up. And it was super awesome to meet him, to work with him. He is the nicest and a a stand-up guy, a true gentleman, and just I I couldn't say enough good things about him. He really Mm -hmm. is just... A, a great individual, and I was excited to work with him.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we talked about this Friday, but I was just casually scrolling Instagram, and I see your cute little face a big smile, and then Joey B, and I'm like, what in the world is going <laughs> on right now? And then I immediately it was like, well, I did your eyebrows, so this must yep. mean that in some capacity, I met him because my eyebrows met him. So. Yep,
0: yep. <laughs> and Rachel was like, oh my gosh, my eyebrows went to the Super Bowl, and now they're talking to joe burrow yeah
1: so basically anything that you and your eyebrows do in some tiny capacity i'm like i touched that face exactly there
0: exactly (laughs) i was cracking up when she said that and i sent her a voice text after like Capturing my laugh and just the fact that she made that joke and <laughs> also that she was exactly right. Yeah, uh, so funny. But yeah, very, very cool um, and and very lucky to have had that opportunity. And, and hopefully I get to work with him again in the future.
1: Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, so cool. Yeah. So we've touched on a little bit, but like talk. I wanted to like lead up to the the big show. But talk to me about the Super Bowl experience. What was that like? Yeah, uh first off, never in my wildest dreams did I
0: envision cheering at the Super Bowl. Like never even crossed my mind. And the fact that, you know, we went from, you know, a few tough, not a few, many tough seasons, mm-hmm. you know, with the Bengals, and to being one of the best teams in the NFL. It was like wow yeah this oh, is yeah. unbelievable and i love your shirt it says i survived the 31 year playoff hell drought. yeah it
1: did yes she did i was a little baby there's a picture of me as a baby for like the super bowl before this last one like i yeah. just made it i was just born before it wow so there's proof that i was alive but yeah I survived Here we crazy
0: it, i mean it's just even just still talking about it, it's like wow we went to the super bowl and now it's um, wild Yeah. So the whole experience was just like, it's wild. And like, you're like, okay, be present the whole time. You know, your teammates remind you, your family reminds you, like take note of like a few things in the stadium that you'll always remember. And, you know, when we found out that we were going to the Super Bowl. I was at my good friend Danny's house. She was throwing a little Bengals watch party. We we only cheer away or we only cheer home games, not away games. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're watching this game. And I have my teammate Saki on my right and my other teammate Aya on my left. EJ was there. I uh, Tiffany, one of my former co- coworkers, was there and a few other friends, and we're down to the final seconds of the game, and McPherson is about to kick this field goal, and we're both like sitting right in front of the TV, like kneeling, holding each other's hands, like, and I, I have chills talking about this, mm-hmm. and we're like, oh my gosh, this is a moment of truth. Yeah, are we going to the Super Bowl? And he made it, and we are just <laughs> like, oh, my goodness! We are going to the Super Bowl, and I'm screaming, I'm crying,
1: and I look over at EJ, and he's just like, oh, your reaction was gold. Yeah, I still remember that. Cause she was like, Whoa. I'm like the other girls are crying, and you're like, yeah, like That's screaming, so jumping, yes. and
0: it again, we said full circle moment before there have been so many hardships in my cheer career Mm -hmm. and some that I didn't even touch on today of setbacks and, you know, having to make tough decisions where cheerleading isn't going to be the, the focus now. And even though you want it to be so badly and just so many things that just led me to that moment. And it was like, I am going to the Super Bowl and I am a Super Bowl cheerleader and I'm going to cheer on that field and I'm going to do so many hair flips <laughs> and it's happening. And I was just screaming and I lost my voice. I mean, we were crying and I'm looking over at EJ. He's FaceTiming with his parents. He's like speechless. His eyes are just so big. And we're just like, oh my gosh, we're going. And I was lucky enough to have had both my parents at the Super Bowl. Yeah, I love that. My brother and EJ, very, very lucky to have had them there. And uh, we got there on Thursday we did a ton of events. So, you know, being a, a Bengal, you you do more than just cheer, as I've mm-hmm. said. And we sure. we we worked some Good Morning America events. Uh, we had Fox News. And these were some that some of my other teammates were able to be a part of. There was a food network event. I was lucky enough to work um, a Latino event. Oh, they needed a Spanish dope. speaker. Yeah. And um you know, just being at that stadium uh, the day the day of the Super Bowl, knowing that there were 150 million people watching, mm. knowing that J-Lo was there, yeah. who was like my huge inspiration. Yeah. And the fact that she did the best halftime show in history with Shakira, <laughs> and that I was going to have a small part of dancing in the Super Bowl. Yes. I mean, it was the whole thing. Um Just very lucky to have had that opportunity. What was it like the second that you walked out on the field? We had practice Friday. Uh, We started at about 9 a.m. We got there a bit earlier. But yeah, I remember walking in that tunnel and just looking up at SoFi Stadium. And it looked like the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. It was a beautiful, brand new stadium that just had like this you know, amazing like, what's another term for a sunroof? Like, a whole like skyscraper kind of thing. Yeah. And the, the beautiful sun, California sun was just coming in and like hitting the field and you could see like all of the, um, the the TVs and the scoreboards and it said Bengals versus the Rams and you're yeah. like oh my god
1: this is happening, this is happening.
0: and um, we did our uh, our practice so we were able to perform as a team uh, the third quarter of the game. There was uh, two groups that cheered the first half. I was a part of that. And then there were two groups that cheered the second half. We weren't able to cheer everyone because of COVID. um, But collectively, we were all able to do a feature dance in the end zone uh, between third and fourth quarter. And we had a killer routine choreographed by Jess Harris, who is married to one of uh, the Bengals players. And she is just phenomenal at choreographing and she uh choreographed a dance to get low by little john <laughs> so we showed up for cincinnati we were like this is cincinnati mm-hmm. we are here
1: and we represented and that was probably my favorite part of the super bowl was yeah killing it during yeah. that dance so so you mentioned some people that you were performing in front of like did you like like See these people as you're dancing, like oh yeah,
0: oh yeah. I definitely saw Justin Bieber. I definitely saw Michael Strahan. Um, I took a picture with Ludacris. I was going to ask you
1: about that. Yeah, <laughs> I,
0: and I, I really wish I got a picture with Justin Bieber, but you know, you're you're on the job as well, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, w- we move fast. We're dancing all the time, and I was just living in the moment of you know cheering my heart out. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah, unreal! Like, Wild. what an! Ex- I just, I still, like you said, like I can't even, and I can't even imagine, like how loud it must have been, too. Oh yeah, it, and just like looking around, I mean, wow! It, it was
0: such a fut- futuristic stadium, mm-hmm. uh, and I mean, maybe it goes with the name SoFi, but it was just so brand new and the The stadium was like a little bit more spaced out, so a little bit more comfortable. Uh, where you could get, you know, food and beverages was just a little bit more like innovative, if you will. Mm-hmm. Like it just looked like just more futuristic. And um, when we were going from the locker room to you know, the field, or when we were going from the locker room to events, we had security escorting us the entire time and uh, just making sure we get all thirty girls from one place to the next. And uh, it was it was an amazing experience overall.
1: Did you get to meet the
0: other cheerleaders? We did what on was that Friday. Like? Uh, after we had practiced so we got some time on the field then they got some time on the field and we met them and and they most of them had been to a super bowl two or three years prior to that so we're like true yeah so we were like so what what are some tips of advice that you have for us and Mm They were all so great. And, um, you know, we learned a lot about them, where they're from, where they travel from to be on the team, how long they've been on the team. So it, w- it was great interacting with other professionals in the field.
1: Yeah. What was the vibe? Like, so when you guys are, this might be like a dumb question because I know you guys are so there focused. There no dumb questions. <sighs> okay. Well, do you guys get to see like what's going on in the game at all? Good question. Yes and
0: no. So most of the time we are facing the crowd, leading the crowd. Uh, So there may be certain plays that we miss, uh, but that's understandable. Mm -hmm. However, you know, we always do our homework and we're basically watching the game the next day. Some of us will and Mm -hmm. following up on exactly what happened during the game. But, you know, we're really focused on cheering and dancing However, we're supporting the Bengals and we always make sure that we're on top of it with knowing, you know, what exactly happened.
1: Right. Yeah. I'm always interested because sometimes it looks like you guys are like turned around like you can watch a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's so funny because now I find myself watching you guys so much more like how you guys rotate. Yeah. And everything. And I'm like, oh, there she goes. or I'll be like. Hey, like I'll point out, like, look for the redhead. Yeah. It's like, oh, I don't see her yet. And then it's like, oh, there she is. And then just like how hard you guys work too, like Mm -hmm. just seeing like being up close and seeing just like how hard you're breathing. And even like at the showcase, I'm like, damn, like that's like insane. It's
0: it's definitely uh, a lot of endurance that goes into a, a game day and making sure that we have the cardio and fitness to keep up with. The demands of a game day scenario is crucial uh, to being a professional athlete. You know, we definitely expend a lot of energy and I have also been lucky enough to be a nutrition resource for the team. Always talking to them about hydration goals. Hey, it's going to be a hot one. We need to do, we need to drink X amount of ounces of water and we need to get some electrolyte beverages in and this is what your meal should look like. I mean, we fuel up, mm-hmm. we carb load, like it's intense.
1: So yeah, that's so cool. That's like such, it's like such a nice convenience to have like yeah. on hand for, yeah, stuff like that. Oh, I'm happy to help. I I, I love talking about nutrition, like all day, every day and-
0: I love when my teammates ask me for, you know, hey, what do you think about this? Or what do you think about this? I'm like, thank you for asking me. Yeah, I would love to tell you what I think.
1: (laughs) Pull up a seat. (laughs) Yeah, pull up a seat. Let's chat. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, I guess we can like start wrapping things up. I really wanted to ask you like, first of all, if there's anything we didn't touch on that you'd love to talk about, but I also wanted to ask you like your advice. Like, so now you're a vet. So like, I like what's your advice for like rookies or girls that may not have made the cut this year or even like the little ones that are like, oh, wow, someday I want to be that. Yeah. Like what's like your best? That's a broad spectrum of people you're talking to. Definitely. But like what's a good something you'd want to tell them?
0: Yeah. For the little ones, keep dreaming big. Mm-hmm. Dream as big as you want and work towards it the first thing that you have to do with a dream is to have heart and, you know, being a little one, when I was a little one, I had a whole lot of heart to Mm be uh, a collegiate cheerleader and, you know, that prospered into me being a professional cheerleader. And it's it's that determination and motivation that's going to get you there. And, you know, always make sure to have the support of your loved ones to help you there. For those who didn't make it, Again, use that as diesel fuel. Figure out what you need to do. Reflect, ask for help, you know, reach out to me. I'm happy to help you. Reach out to others on the team. Uh, Take some classes. Definitely take classes, all different types of classes, hip hop, jazz. Uh, You could even do contemporary. We don't do contemporary, but... Adapting to those different abilities is going to make you better overall and well-rounded. And also get involved in the community. That's huge for being a Bengal. And um, what I would say for being a vet uh, and for those who are rookies this year is soak up the experience. Mm -hmm. This is one of the coolest things that you will ever do. And how lucky are you to finally be an NFL cheerleader? And it's going to go so fast. Your rookie season is literally going to fly by and it's going to be hard. It's going to be extremely challenging. And you're going to learn a lot about yourself throughout the process. And you got to figure out how to dig even deeper. And at the end of the day, you got to be your own cheerleader and continue to work hard at what you know you're good at and adapt accordingly to the things that you know maybe you need to work on. Mm-hmm. It's all about just getting better. You know, if for those people who watch like making the team, the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders um, through the audition process that, you know, the head coach is like, hey, yeah, you're, you're a vet, but are you better than last year? hmm it's huge Ooh, good point point. and she she will cut you you know the the dallas cowboy cheerleader head coach she has said I, yeah i will cut vets who just stay in the same position mm. she wants to see improvement so always have that mindset like as a vet to always improve and even as a rookie how do i get better because you're a professional. You're a yeah. professional athlete. And you're representing yourself. You're representing the organization. And uh we definitely want to create a sisterhood that works hard. Yeah. And accomplishes a lot.
1: Yeah. So and you did. You yeah. did. How does it feel going into your second season having gone to the Super Bowl? Like, are you like, is your confidence just like extra right oh. now? I definitely have the Super Bowl flair.
0: As I tell my teammates, I'm like, guys, we have the Super Bowl flare now. <laughs> we went to the Super Bowl. Um, and it's exciting to be back for a second season. And I'm so thankful for a second opportunity to do this. And I am looking forward to the additional friendships that I'm creating on the team. I'm looking to continue to nurture the relationships that I already have with some of my sisters on the team and really just making the season unforgettable. So,
1: yeah. Well, like outside of the stadium, where can people find you if they want to follow your journey? Yeah.
0: You can find me on Instagram, Ashley's apron. So you'll find lots of cooking lots of cheerleading lots of nutrition and me with uh my
1: boyfriend and my dog <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah well is there anything else is there a, like you want to talk about i mean i feel like we covered a lot but anything yeah. any last words i oh, gosh
0: you're right we did talk about a lot and I, I hope that I was, you know, a positive light and oh,
1: inspiration absolutely. to those How could you not be? who
0: are listening and, you know, just wherever you go, go with all your heart, no matter what you do.
1: I love so, that. Thank you so much. For thank you for listening. having me, it was so Rachel. much fun. I'm so oh, glad we finally so got much to do fun. this. Yay. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.